Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Tina Horn, and this is Interrobang. Interrobang is the bonus segment of my Wire People Into That podcast. Every segment of Interrobang focuses on the new work of a kinky, queer, and or perverted artist. Follow at Tina Horn Sass or at Tina Horn Sass if you're nasty on Twitter and Instagram. Visit wirepeopleintothat.com, support my show, and get extra shit at patreon.com slash tinahorn. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash t-i-n-a-h-o-r-n. The porn that I like watching is really boring. I like watching, like, Four Chambers. I like FDM Fucker. I like kind of, like, there's some queer porn that I like, but most of that is, like, watching it with interest and, like, slightly academically. Um, in terms of, like, shit to get off to, I like, yeah, like, like really bad porn, like Brazzers and Kink.com and, like, the demeaning, like, boring, formulaic shit. What do you mean by bad? Well, I guess you just said demeaning and, and formulaic. Yeah, I mean, right. But like, in what way is it demeaning and formulaic? Well, so I think there's certainly a range, right? Like like some of the kink.com stuff I know is ethically made. Um, others I kind of don't know whether it's ethically made or not. So, so that doesn't always feel good to watch. Um, but also just like, right, like in the, I think it's totally possible to do scenes that are hardcore, intense, like, demeaning fucking scenes that are done in a way that are not in this kind of formulaic oh it's a dumb bimbo and I'm now I'm she did something wrong and now I'm gonna fuck her you know like I, I think like within porn there can be um they're just more interesting ways to kind of have that dynamic or have that power exchange play out that I think can be empowering and consensual and also still have that like kind of dirty uh dirty fucking vibe um so I don't know. So I'll go through phases of like, I'll watch that because it's like easy and hot and gets me off very quickly. Mm. Um, but then I also don't feel great about the politics of it. So then sometimes that'll feel distracting. It's like, it's like um, for me, like seeing like long fingernails mm. um, for femmes in porn is like a really like squick feeling like kills my boner immediately. Mm. Um, and and so sometimes I'll feel that way about the like browsers type uh, porn. Um 
but also I've been really thinking about like what sort I've been thinking about having porn practices with non-porn things. Um, like, mm. like some of the like erotic visual content that I'm really drawn to is, um, like anything in slow motion and also car crashes. Um, I find like super fucking erotic to watch. Have um, you, have you, have you read JG Ballard's crash? I haven't. I adore it. Um, it's one of my favorite books. Cool. Um, Okay, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> but but so I have been in in starting to make porn. I've also been like trying this thing where I try to eroticize literally everything I see, mm. um, and and so like looking pornographically at non pornographic things. Mm. So I've been thinking a lot about like licking buildings and putting subway cars in my mouth and like ridiculous things like that that are like <laughs> I guess that's the porn I'm watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> your, your own like real of like the possibilities yeah just like disgusting shit yeah cool in our gross gross city in our gross gross very dirty city Mm. it's super gross here (laughs) (laughs) it's the thing i love the most about it yeah (laughs) me too it's it's right up there it's right up there with everyone's sort of like quiet dysphoria on wednesday this past wednesday it was a very quiet rainy day and just Mm. I didn't want to take the train because I didn't want to look at anybody because I knew that I was just going to start crying. I cried in public so much and it I feel like uh, parts I appreciated reading that we parts sent out a really good text message of like some early response kind of like action items and one was cry in public often and without apology. Um, Yeah and I hated it in the moment because I hate crying in public but I also really liked like I would start crying on the train and then like three other people would start crying and it would kind of like spread like a virus or like a ping pong thing or something and in hindsight that feels interesting even though it sucked in the moment. Yeah, I'd like to see you eroticize all of the, like, staring into the middle distance that has been going on in public in New York. Oh, God. Well, actually, she already made a dance piece where we did that. We had (laughs) (laughs) some very, like, drapey, futuristic formal wear on that Mm. um, had had different parts of the body somewhat exposed, and it was a 10-minute score of, like, um, empty yourself. Mm. feel like the deepest despair that you can like to the point where you feel nothing and um that was the dance it was our our facial expressions experiencing that for 10 minutes so you've done it and it was pretty <laughs> it's pretty decent I, yeah and that really has been new york for the past week or at least my experience of new york for the past week yeah so what is the future of Aorta Films. So we're going to start this Fuck Lab project, which we're so excited about. And so we actually, um, as like a pre-project to Fuck Lab, we were invited by ANTS, the um, experimental like performance party uh, collective, um, to to be Aorta Films and come in and do an installation. So that was the kind of the first iteration of Fuck Lab. We we planned three scenes throughout the night. Um, the first one was a, a bondage scene between Ginny Wolf and Kiki Hex. Um, and then the second one was um, like a BDSM scene between Max and Bobby Be Good. Um, and then there was a third scene that I was going to be in, but um, my partner, Electric Ohms, um, was not able to um, to make it happen that night. So um, 
but we we eventually reshot and all of that. So we have three scenes that are kind of like the early, the first early thoughts about like what is Fuck Lab, um, which is just kind of like we brainstormed. Um, and so for um, uh, for my my scene, it was we we kind of posed the question of like what makes sex interesting to watch? Mm. Um, and we posed it on Instagram and we posed it at the venue that night and kind of let people use post-its to, to kind of like chime in on like what they were interested in seeing and like what, what is interesting about porn in particular. Um, and we used those post-it notes as like kind of um, a rough sketch of what a scene might look like. Um, so uh, when we eventually shot it, um, my partner and I kind of went through and said, okay, uh, great, we like these things, we'll pick from this, we're not as interested in these things, or this is really easy, this comes you know, this comes with any scene that we'd be doing anyways, um, and just kind of let that be a little bit of a guide um, to see what like organically emerges in a scene. Um, and these two can speak a little bit more to like what their experience was with that first fuck law experience. Um, but it was a great like little experiment in that, like, yeah, how are we going to get these ideas to develop scores and, and what does that look like? Um, the, the score that Kiki and I did was uh, a tying score. So she tied me up while I, was supposed to have just sort of a stream of consciousness conversation going on. So I was just talking. Um, and there was a lot of silence and a lot of not talking, uh, in that score as well. But that was that along with, uh, Max's scene with Bobby were the, the first scenes that we did live, which I think is, is a sort of a new direction in, in some ways, um, you know, and, and definitely has a lot to do with what we will be doing with fuck lab. Um, which of course is a rehearsal process and is live. Um, and, and that's really exciting. And, and it, that's a whole nother element, uh, to, to draw in. And, and there, I had a lot of nervousness around a live performance, partially because I'm not, I don't have as much background as these folks, uh, do in live performance. So I, I felt <laughs> just palms sweaty, like shaking, um, during, during the aunt's performance. But I, I think that there is, is a lot to be gained from that. And I think that there's something really interesting there that you can get at. Um, and also really sexy there that you can get at. Yeah. So the, the aunt's performance scene that I did with Bobby was my first time performing in porn. Um, and that was great and terrifying and exciting. Um, in a lot of ways, it felt like, okay, I'm going to just like go for it and do it because then any scene after this is going to probably be easier and, and be uh, less scary to shoot. Um, but the idea of shooting, yeah, live at a kind of like performance party where people are walking around and seeing what they see um, in kind of the community where we've come up making dance and not, not necessarily doing porn, um, yeah, felt like terrifying and exciting um, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was like a, a huge learning experience. Um, it was also kind of as my first time performing, I feel like I had a much better sense, um, in doing it of kind of what that experience was like. And then I also have been editing a bunch of our stuff. And so in editing it after performance, I think we've kind of all had this experience of the editing process is actually really when you see as a performer, oh, I should have done that differently or next time I want to do this or like, oh, I didn't quite catch that angle or, oh, it would have been better if I had reacted this way. Um, so that was interesting as well. Uh, 
Yeah. And and the first fuck lab stuff was super interesting and a big learning process. And I feel like we've kind of made some decisions about, okay, we don't think we would shoot live in a performance party context in that way again. Mm. Um, But I think for the film that we're going to be making with fuck lab and the AOMC, we are interested still in having a live audience um, for the filming for parts of it. Um, And so I think that'll also be something that we're investigating is like, what, what is it like to, to, to view porn on film or on media or online, and what is it like to view porn live? Um, yeah. So, so that's 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 what's next. That's what's going on. Well, yeah. So the big plan is that we'll be. So we're working with this fuck lab group, and then the AOMC kind of parallel to that is working with a group of five performers. Um, and so fuck lab and the AOMC will be working side by side in different rehearsal processes, but sharing ideas and scores over the next sort of year and a half. Um, And in probably the spring of 2018, we'll be shooting our next feature length film. Um, And that will be something along the lines of experimental porn, dance film, experimental film thing. (laughs) Um, And we really kind of don't know, you know, like I feel like my ideas for it have been pinging around from being really kind of more on the edge of porn to being more like actually like a narrative feature length film to kind of really all over the place. Um, And so I think it'll depend kind of what comes up in this fuck lab process. Um, yeah, totally. Um, so the as as dance makers, we've had this um, this general timeline that we adhere to, which is like work for two to three years on a piece, um, and then premiere it, and that lasts, you know, f- somewhere between three nights and one month. Um, but also because we're on Patreon now, we have this um, this other timeline that's running concurrently with it, which is that every month we've promised to show a new video. Um, and I'm kind of excited by the, like the, the mini version of, you know, like along the way we're going to be, you know, creating new videos and premiering them and like getting to like test out material and getting to like shoot things that are less, less precious than a feature length that 20 people have worked on for two years, you know, and that like that lets us kind of, yeah, get to explore our porn making selves in a different, slightly lower stakes way. Um, and so those things will be like going on together and I think they will inform each other. And I think like definitely the Patreon, the fuck lab videos that show up on Patreon or other videos that show up on Patreon will be part of the research. Um, you know, um, but, but might be like somewhat tangentially related. And then the idea is kind of after, you know, through the next two years, we'll be doing that and making those short films and then also working on this feature. And then the hope, we're, we're in discussions with a few different places right now, is that we'll find a venue to produce a live evening length performance, um, probably sometime in the spring of 2019, that would have the film kind of as the visual backdrop with live performance woven in. Um, and that would have performers from both the Fuck Lab group and the AOMC group. Um, so that's kind of the the mega three-year plan and, and then also the monthly um, kind of rollout for that. Um, but yeah, we're going to be making a lot of work over the next three years <laughs> and that feels really exciting. I love how much focus you have. <laughs> I do, really. I, thank you. Lovers are cold on the phone. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The mood out in the hall ain't fantastic Air feels static, not dramatic I want to ask you all a question. The question is, why are people into porn? That's a, that's a big question. Um, I I don't... It seems really difficult to speak for all people. <laughs> I'm not sure if I know how to do that, but I can I can sort of speak for myself. Um, I don't know how eloquently, but I, I started watching porn pretty young and I think that it and and I didn't talk about it at at all when I was young, when I was like twelve, thirteen, fourteen. There was no one like I could like watch porn with like my <laughs> little partners <laughs> I don't know what to call my my like little boyfriends or whatever at that time and 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 that was right um and you know my you know what I'm talking about um and and that was okay and that or or with like friends and and I think we you know like we parts and I did we've, we've been <laughs> we've been friends for a long time um and and I like and we had that kind of viewership that was like social and like not not, not utilitarian in some way though right? exactly like not making light of it but it was definitely not utilitarian and and definitely like maybe everyone's like into it but not this kind of like base desire is either missing or you're you're working hard to subvert that you're working hard not not to sort of really dig into that. But I feel like I did spend a lot of time watching porn where I really was digging into that sort of like intense, deeper desire that was complicated and, and sometimes not ethical. You know, like the things that I was watching and we touched on this briefly, um, <laughs> so to speak. So to speak. Uh, but, but it was, it was everything. It was like everything that I could get my little eyes on. And a lot of it was, highly questionable and nothing that at this point in my life I would ever go back to. Um, but I think that there was this like intense desire to explore like every facet of human sexuality an intense desire to, to just see everything. And also like being a, a teenage girl, being a, a teenage femme person told that my, my desire kind of didn't exist or, or if it did that it was uh, sort of subverted underneath the desire of other people and that I had the ability to say yes or no to things but wasn't actually there to act, wasn't there to make a, make choices myself. And that was sort of the only venue that I could make choices myself and it was so private because I wasn't sharing that with anyone. Um, and that was where I was making all of my own sexual perverse <laughs> decisions and and I got to have that and it was intense and I that was sort of my like sexual coming of age in some ways and it was without other people and I think that that for me watching porn 
was being able to really like access my own desire and own my own desire in a way that felt incredibly empowering and incredibly important. Um, especially as a femme person and still does feel so important to me. Um, and I really, part of the reason that I make it and that I'm so, so fucking happy that we make it is that I, I want other people to have that. And I want other people to have that in, you know, in ways that are ethically produced. I don't, you know, I, I want people to be able to access this, this joy and this desire and this incredible thing in, in, in ways that they can feel really good about. Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it to, to, to like try and answer this question of like, why are people into porn? It, it's so broad. And I think that's one of the reasons that I love porn. Like there, there are a million different reasons why people are into porn. Um, and there are re- a million different reasons why people deny being into porn. Um, and I think to me, they're all really fascinating. Um, I, I had a really interesting conversation with one of my straight friends a few months ago, um, you know, who was saying you know, was kind of remarking like, well, all you queer people kind of have this, um, this fire or this kind of vibrancy to your sex life because it is related to your politics and it is related to your identity. And it, and it does kind of have this, um, this sort of vibrancy in your life. Um, and, and she was expressing kind of as a, you know, as a straight cis white woman that, she felt really disconnected from her sex drive. Mm. Um, And so one of the things I've also been thinking about, you know, is is kind of what, how, how, how do people's sex drives function? Um, And, and is, how is porn kind of in relationship to that? And, and so sometimes I feel like people use porn to kind of try and kickstart their desire or try and locate it or try and kind of like, figure out yeah what is gonna spark it or feel good um or or feel like it has some relevancy um and and I think yeah in in all of us getting to make porn together I think that's another chance for us to kind of play with how these things are relevant or what feels sparky or what feels like it strikes on something that might feel important or exciting cool um Max, I always love the way you talk about how uh, when a person watches porn, they have a reaction before they can process it. Mm. And that that seems like a really excite, like a, a rich place to play in things, you know? Mm. Um, and then for me, like I'm into it as a performer and I'm into it as a performance watcher. Like I just love bodies, like seeing a variety of bodies do different things is just like one of the most interesting things ever. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm into it. And also like, I like being that body as well. Mm. Yeah. I also feel like in, in becoming a performer also, which I didn't start out expecting that I was going to be or thinking that I was going to be, it, it, there is like a certain, um, political aspect where it feels like getting to be a queer fat femme who is like, showing my body in a way that doesn't feel shameful, that doesn't feel like it's too much or like it's wrong in some way. And I think for all of us in different ways, you know, in different points of our identity, being able to say, you know, not only do we love our own bodies and our own experiences and identities and like we feel comfortable kind of sharing that and being excited to to have that uh, be public and be out in the world, but also creating space. Like I know so much of my kind of like fat 
politics and, and, and body positive politics were non-existent until I saw fat babes on Tumblr, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and like fat babes in New York, like, like being themselves and, and being happy and loving their lives. And so like being able to put ourselves into the world in that way, um, in an effort to kind of make space for other folks, um, you know, hopefully like a reason that people are into porn is because it makes them feel good about themselves and it makes mm-hmm. them feel validated and it makes them feel like their experiences are being seen and centered and validated. Um, and so if we can like contribute in any way to that, I feel like we're doing a good thing. Yeah, that's really nice. I like that. I get behind <laughs> that. I can get behind it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was really the the bomb the bomb 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 it was it was the bomb and the bomb yes (laughs) the salve that i that i that i need (laughs) that i needed um somebody needs to start like an etsy shop called like you you the The bomb.com That's how, I'm, that's how I'm gonna make my millions. Um, thank you so much for coming over and talking about porn in my favorite way to talk about porn, which is like just like tearing it apart with your canine teeth. Um, uh, please tell the good people listening where they can find out more about your work. Yeah, so it's uh, aortafilms.com. You can find us on Instagram. It's aortafilms. At aortafilms. At mm-hmm. aortafilms. Um, and we're on all these social media. You can find us on Facebook even. Yeah, facebook.com slash aortafilms. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> we're on Tumblr. You. We're on Twitter. A little less than the other platforms. but um, um, And on Instagram too, we should say, I guess, each of our personal... Uh, handles are i'm at max capacity i'm at call underscore me underscore parts authority you know and i'm i'm having this moment of hesitation because i've been kicked off once uh, i think it's Ginny <laughs> wolf x is it Ginny wolf x now Ginny so yeah. at Ginny wolf x <laughs> going strong yeah try number two yeah. <laughs> that's always a good sign um, and and you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash aortafilms. Um, and a $9 subscription gets you full access to the full entirety of our stuff with um, a new video and new photo sets added every month. And what is what is the actual website? It's uh, www.aortafilms.com. And if people want to, like, interact IRL, like... Yeah, I mean, I guess they'll find out by following all of your social media. But if they're in New York, we are always so excited to to get linked up with people who might want to be performers or camera people or collaborators in some way, musicians um, or just folks who are in the community and want to know us. So if you email at us, uh, email at us, email (laughs) us at uh, helloaortafilms at gmail dot com. We are real people and we like being real humans with other real humans so well parts and Ginny and max thank you so much for coming over and bringing these chips and dips and <laughs> thanks whiskey. To the horn. thank you so much for having us this was lovely thank you interrobang is produced and hosted by yours truly 
Tina Horn. Our theme music is by my brother from another mother, Moot. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.